Hey friends, I am on the phone with Katie Keen, Her Home and Heart. This is who we are teaming up with Ministry Makers God's Yes Girls and her ministry that serves moms who have special needs. She's working on starting a church time for them of ones who feel like they can't go or in her case she can't because of the sickness of her son and they cannot risk that. And so this place to build this beautiful community of people who need um, special attention and the way that she sees it. Oh guys, this is going to bless you. If you have not heard about our blessing box, that is to bless their community and reach beyond the church walls. I mean, other women's ministry leaders are catching on to this, guys. And they're saying, oh, I see how this is working. I see how this is a love box that can go beyond the walls and love on somebody. And others are asking to get a part of it in their own way, where maybe they can use their own communities and their own um, special products and then add some of the ministry maker spice into it to pour that love and just just send out your scene and your loved invitation into their home that God sees them and God knows them because he sent us to love on others. If you want to be part of this love challenge that's going beyond the church walls, please reach out. We really need more hands in this. And God said he was going to show up in mighty and big ways. And the mighty and big ways is that it's expanding, but it's the promises of provision is not being reached yet. And so this does have to continue to be spread. This has to be something that you go into the church walls and you say, what should we as a church do about it? If you're in the church, if you're not, but you have a group of friends or some girls you do life with that are your Jesus sisters or uh, maybe a soccer team and you guys know someone who has special needs. There are special needs all around us. And as I have said, if you have been watching me online, if you have been listening to some of the things I said, there are times that I become awkward on how to handle special needs children and um, what's best to show them love and what does God want in the moment. And so this simple buy a box and send this to the mom for some encouragement has been just like a huge baby step but a realization that there needs to be some sort of a bridge, some sort of a you're seen, some sort of encouragement, some sort of not lacking. And man, guys, I think Katie's message here is just going to really bless you about the special parts of the body. If we are all parts of the body and special needs is a need in the kingdom of how God is using it and what he wants to do with it, Just listen in and see what you get from this, guys. Just sit back, listen, and pray, Lord, what do you want me to do next about this? of either children's pastors who are going, I'm sorry, (laughs) we screwed up, and um, ones who are even trying to take it on, knowing that, like, we don't want to kick them out, but we're going to start getting known as a special needs church, and we need to have, like, 
enough stuff in place. What is everything? You know, like it almost feels like this scramble where like parents have learned how to adapt and is almost like becoming pregnant and then learning how to have a baby and learn, you know, and there is no learning gap when all of a sudden you just meet it. And so it's like, how do we grace understanding that? How do we help? How do we collectively say, I'm sorry for what we already have caused hurt in and do that as, as a group, you know, and even, um, I, I'm sure you've caught this, but many ministry maker, um, leadership even have kids of special needs and this has opened something in them that they were like I forgot that I'm still hurt about this like they had overcome and they were already warriors and they already still loved the church and loved Jesus but there was was miss things misspoken or people misunderstanding or just being like your child just has what what they're saying is people are saying um they're just a behavioral thing you don't know how to fix. And until you do better, you can't come back to church. Yes. <laughs> it's like, that's, that's not what it's just supposed to be for. Yes. And so now we're sitting here like, ah. What? There's a ministry out there that actually teaches churches how to set up special needs ministries. I've got to go remember the name. Um, they're one that actually, years ago, we hired special needs coaches, which was such a gift to us. And um, I mean, this was years ago. We felt like we were in the middle of an ocean with no life raft and we were drowning. <laughs> and God just brought them to us um, through my sister-in-law. And they have, they worked with this ministry quite a bit. Um, so I'll find their name if you'd like it, because they actually are probably yeah. the only one I know of who can teach, who does that, who teaches okay. churches how to reach the population. Yeah, because I'm like, um, I know particularly in our town, we actually have an entire building that's dedicated to this. That's a mom's group now. And yeah, and it's like, well, that's really cool. And then, But as a church, is that the world loving better than the church is loving? Or how do we at least go, thank you for taking care of them and be a sponsorship support in some sort of way? Like, there's something that God is trying to reveal of a bridge gapping moment here. Yeah. of why we're having to announce this, share this, and make more aware awareness of it. So I know it was a total God thing the moment I met you, and then it's just, like, been evolving and evolving and telling me it's bigger and telling me there's more to this and telling me you don't get to shut up about this yet. And I'm like, I know some churches I need to go knock on the door and tell them. Like, I got specific number names of churches in our hometown that are like this is the church that caused me hurt can you go talk to them and I'm like <laughs> okay <laughs> you're gonna have a big job because it extends nationwide and worldwide you know but yeah. and I think a lot of the time there is a huge element of fear and a feeling of and a fear on the part of the people at the churches they don't feel equipped right and they don't uh because they don't feel equipped, then they feel unable to help and to support. And because they don't understand the experience, if they are not a special needs family, most churches that have a very, very thriving special needs community in their church and support have either a pastor or an assistant pastor who either has a special needs child or a very close special needs relative. And that is how those churches end up being able to know how to grow these outreaches that really bless so many people. But that's not really a lot of people with special needs kids, unless you've had that child once you're already in ministry, aren't saying, 
oh, well, okay, now I'm going to step into ministry and not really know where my, I'm going to pay for my kids medical. You know, you've got so many more expenses happening. And so it's not a lot of churches out there that have people on staff who have special needs kids because you suddenly are so consumed by the care of this child and everything else going on in your life, oftentimes in like an emergency. Um, it feels like a life emergency because really it is. It, it, it's absolutely life changing. So um, I think that's a lot of it. I don't believe that churches are intentionally causing hurt and I don't believe that they are doing it with malice. I think it's ignorance and yes. it's fear and it's a lack of tools and resources it's a lack and that is what we've come up yeah. with also um i wanted to go back because i didn't start recording this until you were you but you were talking about how you're calling it the secret hidden ones and why it is that way explain that again yeah so the little membership that we launched last may um we actually named the greater honor my husband and i put in a lot of time praying and he put in even more time praying and he was like you know okay lord what are we going to call this outreach that we have to these families and it's the greater honor and that's based on where in the bible it talks about the body of the church and how we can live without an eye we can live without an ear you can even live without a hand but you cannot live without the hidden parts which in a body a human body would be the heart the stomach the spleen you know like and inside of the body of christ we are firmly convinced and even just in the world that a family who has a special needs child or a disabled family member is able to grow in such a depth of compassion they're able to grow a new view on unconditional love and on christ's love and our need for his grace and his forgiveness because this pulls up out of us the worst in us as we're on this journey also receiving amazing gifts from our child but serving non-stop and so we ended up naming it the greater honor because the hidden parts have the greater honor and we feel that it is both an absolute honor to be given a child or a family member that we need to serve this way the gifts that god gives are going to not just be here but eternal but it's also so so hard that we need to remind people that it is an honor <laughs> and these families are hidden we are very hidden people you know, you don't see 20 to 25% of the population of disabled people that the world has out in the store. Um, and you don't see the caregivers that surround them very often. So anyway, that's how we came up with the name. <laughs> yeah, well, I love that. Um, our last podcast actually had to do with, um, she had asked God what she, what part of the body she was, and she actually felt like um, the nervous system. So, so I'm like, this is so interesting. I'm like, I think I will put this on the podcast if you're okay with it by the end. Sure. If there's anything we need to talk about, just tell me. But um, I'm like, Lord, like if she's showing this to me, I immediately thought of the spleen and I don't know why. And I'll have to look more into why, but I, I felt like um, a pain in your stomach and how like sometimes it's so because it's so hidden and you can't tell where that pain's coming from. And, and it's, it's like, you know, you're, and there's so many things attached next to all your different organs and that God is highlighting that this is a pain point that needs to be addressed. And we need the doctor, Jesus, yes. <laughs> and God to come in and help direct how to address this pain and make it healthier to function in the way it's supposed to function. And it's just, thank you for the analogies and like I'm sure that that's an even, even deeper propheticness of me being able to open up and talk about this more 
with that with that thought and that awareness and what you guys named it and your guys's peripheral journeys of the things that you've done is so beyond what you probably know or see and i i knew getting a hold of you that one i thought it was about coming and loving you you know i thought it was coming beside a yes girl who has poured and been misled by other christians financially to lie to you about what ministry can look like and i am publicly sorry for that as well because that's something on my heart i mean that i have seen for the last four years of being in this space and people telling me basically being mad that i'm so cheap and i'm like guys it's just letting holy spirit work and i just want people to say yes because the enemy is going to take your money anyways there is no need to pay thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to hear god he wants you to keep him that's not that's not the point of the purpose you know and so you know we we brought you you alone have stirred so much not only in what our ministry stands for in serving other women who are saying yes and what does it really mean to be gaps outside the church walls and this is another level of it and then what is corporate forgiveness look like and then what do we do with the church already been praying for church walls to come down in a way that there's not segregation and hurt against each other in in just like oh well you're pentecostal and you're doing this wrong and you're evangelist and you're doing this wrong and you're bible thumping and you're doing this wrong you know like how do you just like there was this meme that says like stop throwing david david stop throwing your stones at each other there's a goliath keep it <laughs> yes and then to pull back from that being like our number one prayer to going okay let's have monthly prayers which is where our box came in and let's just really focus on the women's needs and we started with a brand new year after there finally seems like there's some sort of breath of fresh air to like come up and that being this far off of COVID now right and be like okay what else is on God's heart to be praying about and the direction to be intentional as we say we're people who serve those outside the church walls and he had told me all along that these boxes were going to stand for different ministries that I needed to highlight and I felt like the first ministry was supposed to be abuse but nothing really came to fruition a lot of enemy attacks were coming against the two abuse ones that were our main our main um, movement in ministry makers and I was kind of like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And then this time, I probably found you about halfway through of already announcing the boxes. And now we're like, oh, there's a lot of momentum. So I want to let you know we are looking to continue all the way through June. So, if, yeah. And so we're going to just keep the because I made a whole separate separate section to say blessing box. And this box happens to be one. So but we can reorder it every three weeks, basically. So it's about three weeks to like pull all the things together to make the things wow. that go in the box and then get them out and get them all mailed to me to get them all shipped out. So it's a three week turnaround. Um, but we, so we're going to close the first one still on February 20th, but go ahead and keep talking about this. Keep, okay. I hope that this can be the momentum for you to let people know about your 
business, about what you do, about, I hope this is giving you more inspiration that there's more people who want to back you because even here's what it comes down to. I was like, even if a church is not like, like they're still like, we don't have another room for these people. We don't have a person who can go get this equipping. We don't, we just can't, we just can't. That doesn't mean that they're not sorry and that they don't love. And I'm like, when I was doing horseback riding lessons, one of the reasons I overly said yes to way too many kids was because I didn't have somewhere else to send them because nobody else was doing my type of thing. And so you just pull it in and you just pull it in and you don't. But if there was another resource or you go, you know, who really can do this? I think this would be a great fit for you. And even if that means that online church and what you're doing is where people send you and then you have other support financially from maybe these churches who know they need to send someone to you this might be some of your bridge gapping gapping moments as well and so i'm just you know my brother started an online church and so i I really this now is just personally for you (laughs) my brother um started a church with teaching people how to do home church it was on his heart that that was like unless you had deep family rooted type connections with your church you're not able to make the movements of god with your heart and so he was into how do you break down and rebuild but he's like just because he was a youth pastor and so he was like you know no church is healthy unless the youth is healthy the youth's not coming unless they have their friends there it needs to be the same way as adults. Those you can do life with, have a friendship and a connection. And so you have, again, that special, and you know, maybe not everyone's a spleen. <laughs> Everybody right. has something different in their organs of what they're representing. And, and a lot of them might even just be the heart because like you were saying, a compassion that's coming, that they're helping this blood flow, that when you're connecting with them, a different level of church is being had. Mm-hmm. And that's just as honorable as sitting in a pew to be sitting like this and having this godly connection, confirmation, and loved on that can feel, feel and feed you to go forth and do what God wants you to do. Yeah. There was another word that was with me. <laughs> I'm like, did I say that right? Like, um, it's fuel and forth, you know, to be fueled and go forth. And that's what you're doing. And that's church, you know? And and I just, I, I, I'm hoping that this momentum behind you can help revamp, re-energize, renew, <laughs> restore the things lost. We are praying over you as a full ministry that you feel so loved on. Thank you. Because I have been so tired. We have felt it as an intercessory team of like oh crap (laughs) this is bigger this is bigger than any of us know and um god kept you hidden (laughs) (laughs) and left it hard so that he could show up because he was like you haven't i know and i'm gonna speak it out loud to you the glory of the kingdom has not yet been seen through what he's going to do with this. Thank you for that encouragement. Cause I will say this, I mean, and I know I've told you tons. I've like, I don't know why, but God was just like, well, let me just tell you it was so much, but this has been so hard. 
it's been so, so, so hard. Just because of the feeding of what people are saying or because it's taken everything in finances and like what, try to explain more, what is all the hard? The hard has been seeming that people don't want this, that people don't want to be reached. The people who we have reached don't hardly show up and that we have given everything we had because we felt truly called. And it was like the minute we said yes to God, he shut the world down. So our original concept was completely changed. We wanted to do every other year in-person conferences and travel worldwide. And this concept was intent, like originally we believed God meant for this to be worldwide because he had put us with a group of people who were severely disabled families who were from around the world. And we knew he has so much love for the Hindu family and the you know, atheist family and the, all these people who we love, who maybe even from Russia, who have never had a chance to hear from God at all. And that we were to not be the ones to teach it to them, but to bring people together and bring teachers to them and people who could love on them. And we just, and, and that's not what God had in mind, I guess, because he closed it down, but or it's not yet. It's not yet because not yeah. yet is that you still have a development season and every hard season is a development season that you're learning to trust and step in him, that you're learning each movement as it goes. And as, as you need more and your faith walk has to be secured and endured. Otherwise, you will crumble faster. You'll think, what did I build in my own strength? Like anyone who's made it big because of hardship knows that they would have questioned their heart had it not happened any other way. And I do think that there's so much more glory of the old times of Acts. And like when you were talking about Hindu and those, I was like, it's because he's going to do radical healings. And that, there's a whole nother team that hasn't even been found for you that's for that. And if you would have went across the world and been ill-equipped to handle the demons that are going to come at you when you want to break through that wall and intervene into other religions that they've claimed territory on, you better have the right team to come out and clearing the way. Because what you're going to lose and what you're going to battle is a whole lot more than 20 grand. That's a really good point, Kendra. Yeah. Yeah. So I do, there is a development and people still coming behind this thing. And it's even another part of me that makes me wonder, we can't go in and ask the church to completely flip or open their door when they're not ready because some of the deliverance teams Mm -hmm. and some of them need, um, and, and a lot of them, so this is where the Lord has. So we have to understand his grace. And I think that is something that is one of your gifts. And so you're really going to understand when I'm saying this. There are some of us that are so awake to what God is asking us to do and what he is calling us to do and what his movements are. And we want to grab other people and just shake them away. <laughs> and he's like, but the Lord and the Holy Spirit are gentle. And to get us to come and want to be awake is a different type of awakening and the baby steps that he has graced on this world to help us get a portion of who he is and what Jesus has done for us Mm. because I don't think we ever experience or understand the vast of that until the kingdom I don't think we do 
Yeah, that makes sense. And and because we need so much grace to step into any of his glory and so much learning accounts of failing it, is there grace to just say the smallest thing we could do is buy this box and say sorry? And they need that small step. Like, that's basically what is on my heart because I jumped to the radical, like, why can't we just heal them all, God? And I'm And he's like, because that's not the step we're on. Yeah. And the thing, too, is the boxes The boxes don't need to be any kind of an apology. What I see with a lot of these families is that they just want to be seen. All it needs to be is an acknowledgement of you're seen and you're loved. We see you. That in itself. This is why I put you in charge of writing the prayer letter. Which I haven't done yet because it's been filtering, filtering, filtering. And I'm that's just like. Good. Talk it out now. Yeah. <laughs> just what yeah. you're saying right now of like. You are seen, you are loved, you have a special position. What you're doing is hard, yep. but you're pouring love in your family and the Lord sees you and he loves you back and he is carrying all of your gaps yes. in all of the hard spaces. Yes. And I also want to address in there, and I haven't figured out yet how exactly, but how um, in the Bible, I think it's in Luke, you know, there, it's, it's pointed out how clearly it's broken people, it's imperfect people who are selected to serve the Lord. And one of the things that happens when we are serving 24 seven, a special needs child, and our life has derailed from our original story. We told ourselves when we were kids, what do you want to do when you grow up? You know, and well, it wasn't pick, be a special needs parent. And yet it bubbles up what's really in us. And then we have to deal with it. And we can either choose to surrender it to the Lord, let it make us bitter or make us, you know, it's really icky what we could pick. And I want to somehow highlight in there, and I don't know the words yet, which is why I can't even say them to you yet. But I have not read it to be able to fill in your gaps either, but I was like, it's gonna, I mean, you might even just be able to be like, and, you know, write, like, say, highlighting page 20, blah, blah, you know, whatever page it is, and say, this is what I'm praying over you. This is, if you can't read any of this book, go to this section, read this, because this is what I want for you. You know? That's a great idea because yes, yeah. these parents, it can make you feel like a failure. It can make you feel distant from God. It can make you feel like a bad quote, bad Christian. Cause you know how people get labels and label themselves. Yeah. 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 So I, I did start saying about my brother and, and the, and then he kind of pivoted to be online and doing online church. Cause this was reminding me like, you really can't afford to go to church and be unhealthy. So it's not even an right. option for you. And so to know that you do have a special community out there who has the same type of needs. And yeah. that's my brother was serving that because they were either people who had brand new infants. So they didn't want to leave. Um, COVID was, was at its height anyways. And, um, and then he had his mother-in-law who was caring for, her father-in-law who was going through like dementia and stuff and he'd have panic attacks at church so he's like there is a need for online churches and making them not mega churches to just watch but actually feel seen and heard and that type of thing so i feel like even if it's gonna bless you to just grow in that kind of way to just be like yeah i'm over in whatever part of the country and you could be in California and you could be over here, but we all have this in common and we all want to meet and love on each other and love each other's families. Amen. That's you know, what we want to do Let so be- badly. Getting them to show up is so hard. Well, I, so hard. I think, I think as it becomes, 
I mean, one, you still want to keep it special. So, like, don't feel bad when the number's small. But I think that, you know, it's not hard for the people who are desiring and wanting it. So maybe you just have that, like, maybe, again, all of this is development. All of this was training ground for you. All of this was, now you know how to do it. Now you know what you want to do with it. Now you're more ready to serve and say, hey, I have an open door over here for any church that wants to send people to my Zoom links and calls and whatever, you know? Great point. That's an actually really good point. And to feel like, because I told you about the tea thing, which I'd still love to talk to your brother about that also. Yeah. Like three things I'd like to talk about, but I feel like God gave us an idea to even fund it so so that the outreach doesn't have to be a paid thing. Because if yeah. it's being funded by something else. Um, so, yeah, I wanted to, so people wanted to have a smaller box option. And I've been praying about and pair just a book and tea or like a tea and candle or and have a smaller box that people can can renew and get or just to purchase one purchase link and be able to bless you with that or just help you help you with that, you know? Um, and you were saying that, and maybe this is something that you pull together for your own community. Shop, making Shopify was super easy um, and collects all the payments. It even has all the, I, I can walk you. I think I'm going to be working alongside you to help you build some things is what I'm saying. <laughs> I appreciate that so much. <laughs> can work with the community too, how you were saying that they want to feel like more of a purpose, that maybe there is somebody in there that's like, oh, making candles would be so nice or Maybe they are they are homesteading and they could make soaps with what they already have or lotions or something. And so you guys could have a whole site that's just based off re-blessed. And so they'd be bringing their gifts and their talents instead of their funds and using that as a resource to make the money back. Then you feel like you're more of a community together. I love that. Oh. I do have one mom who already does a lot of that stuff. And two homesteaders total. Yeah, so I'm sure that there's more ideas there. I mean, even my, like, uh, and I so badly want to, that that was like, I've been praying about um, who wants to bless the moms and the simplicity of those type of things to do because even my eight-year-old, that's really cute, baby. Even my eight-year-old just made her own apron with a little tiny sewing machine and um, we made the design and everything together without like a, you know, I just was like, okay, you could do these three different types of ties for the back of the neck and you can do this and just like, do you want it to scrunch up and make more of a skirt or do you like it straight? Do you want a pocket? Do you want pockets here? Do you want, you know, and you can go through and design it and she's so proud of it. And I'm like, these type of simple things of even the other kids being able to teach them skills as you're homeschooling and remembering that's what all of this was about in the first place is valuing what your gifts and your talents and what you love doing which is why homeschooling meshes so much to what I teach as a whole is what are your gifts and talents and how do you use them? And, um, and I always thought it was going to be about the simplicity of it like that. That's the, my heart of teaching is the creative fun side. And the Lord threw me way off the edge to build these massive ministries. And I'm just like, I don't know what I'm doing. I love it. But, um, but to come back in and team up with the mom who's the crafty homeschool mom that's making our candles and being that um, that focus group 
and doing your guys's passion wheel when you have a little bit of a team that wants to get back it sounds like you even do like four girls plenty to get started and work together and see what builds up out of it and then they'll invite it it's gonna make them feel and i want ways that the entire family's included like i was saying like you can even have kids paint rocks that say love on them you know like there's so much stuff out there to be like yeah. here's kids crafts supporting their families and here's this and you you just don't know what god's unlimited limitations are you know like we yeah. just gotta let everybody bring their talents and gifts and worth to the table yeah. and and see what he makes of it and the value that's going to be poured back into the families that you guys can even have like work days on zoom that they get to show off what they made or like share ideas and each of the yeah. kids can each have a part too you know yeah that's a great idea my kids have wanted to do a siblings aspect to this once it gets bigger right now it's just you know me trying to do the ladies and my husband trying to host for the husbands who only one dad is showing up one is one second dad that just joined is supposed to show up this month we'll see if he does but so that's that, like running it on a sunday morning too where it feels like church that you're doing it family style all together and that's where i really want you to talk to my brother because he was already doing that yeah i would love to talk to him about that it would be amazing to hear because my husband's running his thing for dads on Sundays in the evening and I had been doing mine during like Monday afternoon but these women just cannot seem to they have all got therapy at different times and they're all in different time zones and it's like I usually end up with two or three which statistically is pretty good for a group of eight women I apparently one of my friends has a homeschool mom um, membership thousands of members and never gets more than two or three women live yeah what seriously yeah. But, but I think like you're running it as church, and I want to say, like, 3 p.m. was a really good time because you're going to hit um, lunchtime for families in mm -hmm. Pacific. Pacific. And, yeah, and, and you might even get to hit some of Australia if you do. True. And reach more of the world. And, um, and, and, and thinking about moms who have a bunch of, like, homesteaders, like when my brother started making church at three, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so nice because in between feeding times you have already, it doesn't feel like a rush to do three of them, you know? Yeah, it was great. Mm -hmm. and, so and, then, and then encouraging people that Zoom can be a double blessing. There were times I sat on my brother's church and I was pruning an apple tree while listening <laughs> and putting like a picture on Zoom and then coming back off to show my face. Yeah. That's There's awesome. So, so much. I think that's like none of the number one things I have to teach in my group because they'd be like, Kendra, how we, we used to teach five days a week in God's Yes Girls to just have a space that would for me. And you weren't supposed to come to all of it, but all the like Yes Girls were so used to saying yes, they wanted to make everything. So they're like, how are you doing this, Kendra? And I was like, one, I'm not even showing up to everything. There's reasons I picked different people to lead it. I can't right. do all of it either. And I was like, <laughs> something i do want to i go back and listen to it while you're working out while you're driving to the grocery store when you have moments away um of course i've understood a little bit more i have way less moments away so yeah so re i, I think i dumped a whole bunch of things on you to rethink about too as you're doing and designing and rethinking where god's already taken you and what you guys could do different and and um and saying and then let me know if you're you're ready to just say, yeah, we're that second church that's going to be just Zoom, and that is the next road we want to take. 
And then, like I said, I just want to come beside you as you try to rebuild the community within that, with who you have. And whenever you're ready to talk with them and however, and, and just go rebuild your momentum of who you already have. And just be like, this is what happened for us. This is how many boxes are. Just go get excited about what God's doing and see where he starts opening more doors. Okay, sounds good. So do you think it's okay if I tell them ahead? Or should I just give you, because you're going to do the addresses, right? It's not going to go to like a bunch of people. Right, I, just yeah, well, I, I collected the money privately now or they put in okay. my address so that I could just, we could just do theirs. Okay, together. awesome. So, so should I, I'm almost thinking they'll be super excited after they get the box and then I'm like hey ladies there's this amazing thing I know you love getting this surprise to your door um but is that is that a bad idea should I tell them ahead of time or what are you thinking I think you should tell them ahead of time one so they're excited okay. for it two they might tell others or be like oh I know somebody who needs this you know good idea okay and so like yeah let them know like you picked like just let them feel special I picked you for a surprise box it's coming um okay. and yeah and if you and tell them a little bit about it and then that way if they feel like they need to shout about it or they're you know and tell them we're leaving it open till june because we know god's starting a movement and they want to be a part of it more okay let them but just if they have somebody they want i mean like if they want to participate if they're like oh my gosh like let them know it's stirring the conversation it's doing something so if you want to help stir it put it out there you know okay. and and but let them go as they're led don't make them feel like they have another need to cross off or a checkbox okay. in yeah. order to get it. But if they have somebody that is a friend that hasn't been in your community or weren't on your sites to know, then maybe, you know, say like, please let us know they're, they're wanting to continue this movement because they see the need. Well, there's two in there who are entrepreneurs who are special needs moms who are entrepreneurs. And then the rest of them are not, but the two who are very well may be willing to put it on there. And um, depending, well, I don't know. And, it, and we might be able to support their thing, you know, if they need it. And you just let them know that's what we exist for. Okay. Awesome. Oh, yeah. so excited. Yeah. Okay. Well, as you need things or if you get discouraged or if anything happens. And okay. bye. Thank you. Big well, hug. Yeah. Be blessed. And we'll talk again soon. Okay, bye. 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 It was good to meet you. Hey, Katie, I have one more thing I wanted to ask you. How do you think these women are going to respond to getting the box? Hey, absolutely. So when a mom receives a box like this, what will happen is she will feel seen. She will feel cared for. She will feel like she matters and that she's not alone. So when you're a special needs parent and you're so exhausted, you are so, you know, living in this journey of, either fear or grief or both, um, sometimes feeling abandoned, other times feeling criticized. It, it just depends on what their social circles are like. Many, many special needs moms do not have supportive circles, even if that is aunts or parents or you know people who are older than the mother herself she's often misunderstood put down said that you're just a bad parent you just don't know how to discipline you know you're just letting him get away with too much those sorts of statements are said and then similar things can happen whether they're like recently um we had a member who had a really bad experience with her her autistic child at the dentist Normally, the hygienist is great. This time, they got a new one, and she just, instead of, you know, even though she was warned, hey, he's autistic, the, the hygienist was harsh, 
and she was stressful and she caused fear in this child when before he had actually enjoyed going to the dentist. And the way that she interacted with that also caused the mother stress. It caused the mother to feel outcast. It caused the mother to feel like, well, we, we just don't belong in this dental office. Similar thing happened to another mother who has an autistic child took her child to a play area where there's drop-off care for a certain dollar amount and they are intentionally welcoming of special needs children the child her child has a file all the special needs children and all the children in general have files she did exactly what she was told she brought his ipad she dropped him off and notified the worker he has special needs and here are what they are like well, this time, instead of it being like the last time where he was welcomed, they understood for emotional regulation purposes, they would allow him his iPad only when he needed a calm down break and then encouraged him to get back out there and connect with other kids and watched for his overstimulation. Instead, this time, she was told, you're not allowed to bring iPads here, even though she did exactly what she was, had been told and instructed previously. And the child was scolded and treated harshly. And then at some point the mother was called and it just got really, really bad. And so it's like this, you know, almost a fear that, that no matter where you go, no matter how accepted you were last time, will you be this time? Because that's how it happens. And it's the same at the park. It's the same at playdates. It's the same at homeschool tutorials. You know, whether it's a child with autism, a child with a disability, a child with a wheelchair, a child, you know, it doesn't matter. It's a similar experience for these parents. And so you end up feeling like an alien on your own planet. And so to have something that is a box that is filled with love, that is filled with thoughtful items that other people have provided, and not just the items and the, and the work, but the money to do, is just something that I believe the mother will never forget, especially if we end up with mothers who have any kind of a gift-giving love language. But even those who do not, the fact that she'll receive a letter the fact that she'll receive something in there that's nurturing and caring, that it was, you know, kind of a surprise. I mean, even for the moms who know what's coming, they don't know what's going to be in it necessarily. Um, and even if they do, oh my gosh, just the fact that someone even cared, stepped out of their own daily life, their own busyness and took the time. That's huge. So this message is way longer than I meant it to be, <laughs> but I hope that helps. Hopefully you can pull out something that you can use. Yeah, so even wrapping that up and saying this is something that can't go wrong because it can't be re-rejected because it's just coming to their house and it's how they receive it, not how we receive them. Man, how's that for like a bridging gap of understanding that this is covering, that there is no more rejection in there, you know? There's, there's nothing that can go wrong when they open this box and just get loved on. Some people are a little bit afraid. They're like, I have somebody that got brought to mind, but I know they're kind of mad, and I'm not sure if they're mad at God or just mad at the church. Um, and they're asking what's a good way to go about asking them if it's okay. What would you say to that? So when somebody's feelings have been very, very hurt by the community, by their family, by those around them, and they feel rejected. They feel on the outskirts. They feel like they've been sidelined. Yep, it can be hard to accept help. It can be hard to trust people. It can be hard to come back out of your shell and be willing to open up your 
I guess your heart really um, to others, but it doesn't take much for most people. And I can't speak for everyone, but I can only speak for myself, for the other mothers that I know that I've been close with, that I've worked with so much. It doesn't take much. Someone can tell if you're authentic. Someone can tell if you're genuine. And so if you genuinely just want to love on them and you have other people willing to love on them too, you know, if you're just willing to to be brave and to understand that if they have a hurtful reaction, it's not about you and it's not about rejecting your love or the love of those people, but that no matter what, the fact that you even presented the fact that there is someone out there who cares, who sees them, who wants them to know that they are loved and that It's not okay that they've been hurt in the past. And that doesn't even need to be directly addressed. Just the fact that there are people who are out there who care and who love and who see. That's a step in the right direction. So for someone to be willing to present the option of being loved on and be willing to take a little hit if the person is just in too much pain to be able to accept it. Just to be willing to take the pushback if there is one that just is one step closer to that person being able to be loved more to being willing to be loved more when they see that there is a consistency of love being offered to them you literally cannot go wrong by just offering by willing being willing to just listen when they need to share their heart by not making them wrong for what they're feeling and by just being willing to be with them just to be there, to be present. Just being present is a lot of what mothers who are over-serving, over-exhausted, and grieving because of the changes in their life and the difference in the story of what their child is living and what they had hoped and dreamed of. And so just being willing to be with them when they're mad, when they're frustrated, when they're sad, when they're hurting, when they're confused, when they're just simply scared. And a lot of the time being scared is why there's an upset, angry response to. Being scared that somebody doesn't really mean it, that they wanna help you, or being scared that maybe they're just doing it to make themselves feel better. Because even that can happen. And it's still nice to have help or be be shown that you're cared for, but if it's only because somebody else is trying to just make themselves feel better, well, it's still a nice thing, but that can still feel bad in the end. Um, so just being willing to be the person who says, you know, I love you and there's no strings attached and I see you and I don't want anything from you, but I'm here for you and I'm willing to listen. I'm willing to just hug you if that's what you need when you're crying or just be quiet with you if you just need to be quiet together, you know, so love can never go wrong. Offering a box can never go wrong. And if the person is too scared to share their address, that's okay too. Just tell them, I love you and that is why I thought of you and it is okay. If you are not comfortable sharing your address, I understand. It's okay. I just hope you know that in my heart, I love you and I remember you. And I wanted to just bring this up to you because you matter to me. And I just want you to know that you matter to other people too. Whether you take the box or you don't take the box is of no consequence. It is just a matter of I want you to know that you're loved and that you're seen. So I hope that's encouraging. I hope that's helpful. Um, 
you just can't go wrong. You know, the greatest of these is love. Thank you, Katie. Thank you for your encouragement. Thank you for your time. Thank you for the way you pour over where others don't maybe have the time to let these girls cry and you are creating that space. You're doing an amazing job. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being on. Thank you for your advice, um, your equipping, and your openness to keep serving where God has you. God bless you, and I pray that others are stirred to be a blessing alongside your ministry and bless these mamas who are coming forward and ready, ready to be blessed on. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for being a part of this. Um, Please, please prayerfully consider, because again, sometimes this isn't just about going and buying the box. It's a, it's a deeper thing than that for God. And you need to pray what your part is. If your part is talking to the church, um, seeing more in the community, stopping the next time you see um, a mom with special needs and just smile or love on her, just say hi. I don't know where God's going to lead you, but the whole point is to do what God says and have your heart open. I just love how this is just understanding another part of the body of Christ and taking small steps of actions in love. Man, what a twist and turn God has done of what I thought soaking in love with God was going to mean and where he said, yeah, that's nice, but I need you to also make it a reach. Guys, don't forget, buy a box for yourself or the book at least and take yourself an extra bath and think about who you bought the book the box for that's also reading this book because the book is a challenging statement of not only covering church hurts and um, walking through hard stuff and continuing to surrender to God's will above our own, but just how to challenge ourselves to love better and love more as well when we read something that went wrong or went right and just the way God graces all things soak in God's love this month and consider how God wants you to make your next action steps. Thank you guys. God bless. Also, don't forget to check us out. Join the Facebook group, God's Yes Girls Ministry Makers. Be encouraged every day. Go to the website, www.kendradwecarol.com. And go buy a box. That end. Couple of tags on here, guys. So to get the box, you can go through the website, Shopify. It is ministrymakers.myshopify.com if you want to buy one. If you want to just donate, that's on the front page of the website right now. Um, also, check out Katie Keene, spelled K-E-E-N-E, and her ministry, Her Home and Heart, that is helping support all of these things. And the ministry that helps the churches is called Key Ministries. So let know who needs to know. Thank you so much for spreading the word and doing God's work. You guys are awesome. Love you and God bless.